Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, Crucial Conversations, Morning Edition. Uh, Jamal, how you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing fantastic. So we talk about on the show all the time. We get up at five thirty. We did not today because we wanted to record because we couldn't last night. Personal note: um, Jamal was patient with me yesterday. Was about as good a day as I've had in a while. Uh, not trying to give away too much, but I've I've got um, parents that had had some health concerns, and uh, two of the four. I'm, I'm talking also about my mother-in-law, um, but two of the four uh, had procedures yesterday, and they both went swimmingly and. Things are just cooking, but we couldn't record yesterday, so we're here this morning. So, Jamal, the last time we talked off, you um, had a really great podcast on the fact of um, a lot of schools that need culture change. It starts from within, and we and, and it starts with representation. So we ended it with, okay, if it takes representation, what are the, and, and by the way, I'd had the statistics in front of me, but. Um, well, run, after, those, run those statistics off real quick. Cause I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, no, I was like, I had them. I'm going to have to look them up. But like the percentage of black male teachers is shockingly low. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we kind of left off is like, Hey, we, we need to recruit more teachers. And then I said, yeah, how do you do that? What are the incentives? Um, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because in a lot of, in a lot of cases, the reform and this change that we want starts at the grassroots level, right? You know, if, 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 if all these things were true, like, Hey, you know, I, I saw a lot of, um, you know, if, if we want to help our community, we have to be in our community. And that's true. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with representation. Well, that means you got to hire how, right. what do you think um, is going to incentivize or get more uh, African-American male teachers? And, and by the way, I'm not being dismissive of female teachers, but the, the, the numbers are shockingly low on, on the male end. What, is it, yeah. what do you think is going to take to get more men interested? Well, you know, I got a story done. So I'm sitting in um, a biology class conducting an observation. And it was an honors class. And I see one light-skinned black boy. And when I say the guy knows his stuff, he knows his stuff. But he was the only black male in that honors class. And um, and it, not to say that, you know, his color matters in this scenario because he's in, he in the class. He's on the black kid in there or black male in there. There was another black girl in there as well. But they were the only black students and um but i watched this kid and i got captivated by the fact that whenever there was a question asked the class looked at him whenever they had a group discussion the group the group often referred to him as the one that was always the one who was right and uh he was really sitting back and and you can just you can just tell like 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 the guy he knows the stuff so i pulled him aside after class and I said, hey, um, just wanted to talk to you. I thought he was in trouble at first. I said, you're not in trouble. I said, um, I said, you know you're the only black male in that class, right? He says, yeah, I know. I said, that's going to be the case all throughout your college career and, and everything else. I was like, I, was in, I, was, I grew up the same way. I said, so just make sure that you really represent um, not only for yourself, but for others. 
I said, but whatever you decide to do, it's evident that you're going to be great at it. Now, if I'm recruiting for black male teachers, the conversation should have went like, man, you should consider a career in education because of what you represent and who you represent. And um, you can be a beacon of light to other children who look just like you, but I didn't. And the significance of that is um, there was a, there was a uh, Ivy League school, I think it was like Duke or Yale, I think it was Harvard. They wanted to increase uh, the, the number of black students in general that they had at their schools. So th they went to the high schools and, you know, they, they tried to increase their efforts, but it, it wasn't turning into um, uh, enrollees. So they, they sat back and they took a look at the data and they and they found that they had to go all the, in order to increase their enrollment of black students, the students that they had to target were not in high school. They were in the fifth, the fourth and fifth grade, because it takes time to cultivate a yeah. mindset to want to do something. Oh, so, ooh. so it's not, it's not necessarily like, like by the time a person gets to high school, like I already know kind of what I want to do, what I want to be. And, and, and it's, it's a different challenge, but to cultivate a mindset in, in students of color to become teachers. But here's the thing. I don't want to be a teacher. If there ain't no teachers who look like me in the first place, or if, if I don't feel that the system is built for me, or if I don't feel like, um, um, education as a whole is for me and it doesn't necessarily take a black person to tell another black kid that hey you know you can be an educator too no nah, miss miss yakinelli needs to roll up and be like hey um tyrone you can be an educator oh my god you teach so well this should be happening in the fourth grade um the fifth grade the sixth grade um, you give those kids those opportunities and you you pull them in the system but the thing is i i never felt like education was a system that was set up for me and in a lot of ways i still don't feel that way so many thoughts are running through my head when you said that and i, I didn't want to interrupt because uh for, well, first of all I, I i remembered where i saw it uh, it was um study from stanford and it says um Black, Latino, Asian, and Native American teachers account for 70% of all U.S. public school teachers, 2% of which are Black men. So we're talking about 2%. Uh, low, very low. Um, right. Now, boy, let me go down the, the, the things that really struck with me. Uh, number one, um, you had to go backwards and start basically setting the foundation for fourth and fifth grade, because you said it takes time to create that mindset and cultivate it. And then by high school, sometimes they're already programmed. Mm -hmm. Correct. This has always been the chicken and the egg scenario. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, like um, I remember uh, visiting a school and I just, I, I could, I felt terrible because in a way they were like wanting to showcase their best kids and their best kids were just really well-behaved. And when I asked them to start brainstorming with me, they were just well-behaved mm -hmm. and, and the kids that were busting at the seams and wanting to answer and like wanting to brainstorm, they're like telling them to be quiet. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> and I didn't want to be a rude guest, but like it was killing that creativity. Uh, two, um, the other chicken and the egg scenario is, you know, the reason why you had to go backwards is because a lot of times by the time you reach middle school and high school, 
the culture there, and I've seen this before, like the culture at elementary can be a little bit more um, forward. It can be a little bit more um, uh, taking some risks and having some um, beyond just the obvious of education. But then when they do get to high school, it is sit down and shut up. Like that, that old, you know, that old saying is like, you know, from zero to two, you're asking, you're encouraging them to walk and talk, but from, you know, three to 18, you're telling them to sit down and shut up. Uh, that culture, when they get there to high school may, may then erase that desire to want to be a teacher. And so you, mm -hmm. you have to have not just the progression of the child, but the progression of the school of, yeah. you know, like, it, like, I've seen at like grade schools adapt with like, hey, we need to be more collaborative. We need to have more, let's have a genius hour. Let's have a time where they can have some choice and voice. And then in middle school, it ends. And I understand yeah. why before we take hate mail, it's because there's a lot of testing in middle school, but this is the chicken and the egg. We're either going to make a difference because we're going to change the school day a little bit, at least a little bit. Or like you said, the kids are like, this ain't for me. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I think I think that that is um, I think that's part of it. I don't think that's the whole part of it, though. There there's when it comes to school, I don't necessarily think it's as much as what goes on in the classroom, the testing. I mean, we can we can all and everyone can endure those things. And I think at the grand scheme of things, a lot of those things don't matter. Side note. Um, it doesn't matter what instructional strategy you're doing in your class. I don't care if it's, you know, group discussion or fill in the blank notes. You know, if the kids are learning, then the kids are learning. Like, that's the only thing that matters because you could be doing a fantastic looking strategy. Okay. And the kids are learning. Okay. But pause. Pause. Because you're going you're gonna to take some emails. Okay, it yeah. doesn't matter as long as they're learning. Then I'm going to, we're going to both hear from teachers saying, um, no, my job is under direct threat if my, if my state standardized scores don't go up. This, this, I was to, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so yeah, if, if, your kids, if your kids are learning, um, it, it really, I mean, your test scores are going to be fine if your kids are learning. Um, but the point I was going to make is, it's like, it's not so much the reason why I'm a teacher is because along the way, or not, I'm not a teacher, an educator is somewhere along the way I was impacted by one of my teachers on a human level. And they made it click like, man, this is what I want to do for my life. I learned about the, the job and what it entailed and some of the challenges and some of the ups and some of the downs. And somebody took the time to connect with me on the personal level. When I got to college, it was, it was Dr. DeBella. When I was in um, high school, it was a coach, coach help. Um, when I, uh, I forgot her name, Miss Ros Rosaro in elementary school. So like there's, there are significant people along the way um that have impacted my mind and make me say i don't ever want to leave school what do i need to do to, to work in a school yeah and that was outside of the instructional strategies so uh, but but what what made those teachers really stand out i mean you said on a human level what what mm -hmm. did that boil down to just just making me feel like like this person cares um this this person is someone who i look up to this person pours into me this person really cares about my welfare. 
Um, if I can do the same thing for other kids, given my current situation, then then I will and I should. And, and so what were, you don't have to name names, but the two teachers, what were they? What were their backgrounds with male, female? All of them were white. And, I know, but uh, male or female? One was, one, two were male and one was female. Okay. All right. Two were male, one was female. So I like, and, and, and the thing is like, and, and now, like if, if you are going to really change the school, right. And make the school set up to, you know, it's funny. Here's what's funny. I just thought, thought about this, the school education school is the only industry that will promote other industries. For example, auto mechanic, you know, carpentry and so forth and so on in a school but there is not a division for in in the school systems for people who want to be teachers uh, well so <laughs> there's the, not a, there's not a, there's not a pathway for that so there but, is in my school district or my oh, former really? school district. yeah cadet teachers look at that. there was internships but then they also had cadet teachers and they would deploy the the students actually deploy makes it sound like they're fighting a war they That's would cool they, they they would have them go to the elementary schools and and for the first couple of weeks observe and then they would co-teach. We're talking about in small ways and of course the elementary kids thought that that was the coolest thing in the world. When a cool high yeah. school kid comes in your class and teaches, are you mm-hmm. kidding? So yeah, they had cadet teaching. Yeah, and, and that's one. You, no, absolutely no. You, you make a great point, and this is also the only profession where we not only like talk about those professions but don't necessarily have the environment or, or let, let, let me put it this way. Cause that like my mind was racing when you were thinking just a second ago, um, the environment is everything, you know, who sells coffee, gas stations, why yep. does Starbucks? I, I am still astounded. The Starbucks, there is a line, even during COVID people were lining up in the car. I'm like, they just serve damn coffee. But mm-hmm. what they did was they gave you an experience and they gave you a surrounding and they gave you a setting and you could go in there and use their Wi-Fi. It was, mm-hmm. it smelled good. It was just, yeah. it was just awesome. Now. Ambiance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the most. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're comfortable. Right. I mean, they, they, it's an experience. And, and so if you're not giving your kids an experience and they don't want to be there, then just rely on compliance. And compliance means I'm going to do this for as long as you're staring at me or saying when the test is. All right. And I'm oh, sorry, we've got off on tangents. So back to recruiting these teachers, which we are yeah. actually making the point. <clears throat> yeah. if, if you want more, um, just anybody going into education, you've got to have, you have to want to have the incentive on want to be there because like, and I'm not saying this in a mean way, but a lot of times the teachers that want to go into education is that they were, and, and there's nothing particularly wrong about this, but they were the good compliant kids. Right. Because they're going to, they're going to perpetuate the same yeah. environment. Yeah. And, but here's, and here's, and now, now you go into the significance of what we already have. Cause I think a lot of times we, we you know, like I said the chicken or the egg, we say, well, if we have this program set up. Like, Here's the thing. I don't understand my impact um, given my skin color. I know, I know that I can walk into really any room, but if I'm in, when I'm intentional um, and I'm in communicating with black and brown students, I know how to 
I know how to pull them into my universe because I live in their universe. So it's, it's, it's walking around in their mind until I find the right moment to pull them out. Um, you know, like little things. And you're like, what do you mean by that? Like, for example, you know, I walk into a reading class and typically your reading classes are your historically underserved students because they, they're at a deficit and they were just kind of, there was a sub on the way and I had about five minutes of sub was in the bathroom and it was after passing. And I just told them a story. I said, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Um, most of them didn't know who I were, who I was because they were freshmen. I said, hey, how y'all doing? So I talking to him and I told him a story about how this girl told me I was ugly in eighth grade and how um, my friend, one of my best friends set it up. And I, I gave this whole story and, and then we started talking a little bit um, and the sub was running a little bit behind. So my two minute story turned into just a 15 minute talk session. And what we started talking about was setting goals. So we st that, that transitioned from, you know, uh, talking about, all of the things that empower them to do better. We start talking about the, the process, all of the things that I would talk to my talk to my students about when I was in school. I started talking to them about. I started I started to instantly develop their their mindsets towards towards learning and their attitude and the why behind those things. And that took fifteen minutes. And by the time I left there, those kids were ready to run through a brick wall. Um, but it's it's walking around in, in the space of their mind. I'm able to do that because like I know, you know, I know what's important to them right now. And it may just be like, hey, my girlfriend, my boyfriend. Well, let's talk about that, you know, because the truth is people learn more from dating in high school than, than they'll ever learn sometimes in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to have to make this a part two because we always strive to, to, to make crucial conversations in, a, in around a 20 minute environment and, and I'll know exactly where to pick up. But let me let me say, let me agree and affirm everything you just said. And I'm even thinking about, I'm always thinking about people that are saying, yeah, but to this podcast and, and say, right. yeah, but um, my child uh, goes to a school that is 90% white. Awesome. We still need black male educators. Uh, yeah, we, we, we like because yeah. if, if the only time you, you you know see any other race is on TV, well, you're not experiencing that. Uh, yeah. I, I think but the best call, like I, I will always say, the best education I got is my parents made me travel every summer, and I got to meet people from all over the country because we got in our pop up camper and went places. And I, I I think it's the same thing with schools is that. Um, you know, whether, whether you're trying to foster more students to want to be in education as the subject was today, but on the other end, you should have a rich cultural experience and not necessarily every teacher looking exactly like you, you should have a, a variety. Um, and, 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 you know, so I guess part one today, Jamal, you did a great job of explaining, setting the foundation of environments. Um, tomorrow, well, should we have time tomorrow? Uh, I'd like to get into what are maybe some other incentives, maybe financially, or um, what would sing to, you know, or really entice men to get into education? Because there's some social stigmas there about wanting to be a male teacher, especially at the elementary school level, but we're desperately needed there. Um, so yeah, next episode, we'll talk about, okay, what if we create the environment, they're more open to it. Now, how do we really get them in uh, to our schools and, and get them to um, want to be there it's on, on more of the incentives. Is that cool if we do that? Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, as always, guys, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, <laughs> we do this one because uh, Jamal and I like to stay sane and we like to process information and talk things out. But two, we always love and get fed by that um, the emails and the comments you guys give. It, it really means a lot to us. Uh, Jamal, this has been quite fun. Thank you for getting up a little earlier and hopefully we didn't wake up the kids this morning. Is there, it still sounds quiet in there. Is kids still asleep? No, nah, they are there. Oh, okay. They're running around in the living room. I'm just locked away in the room. <laughs> Cynthia's holding it down. All right, we'll pick it back up tomorrow. So for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.